correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. So, it is still nighttime, but it's well, it's well after hours. Mm. And so you open the door and go into the tavern. You notice that Abigail looks around and says, Actually, sorry, yeah. I will whack my hat of disguise on him okay. the instant we leave, uh-huh. and he'll just look like, I don't know, anything that, but what he is. Sure, he is, he, he's happy just to look like... I just realised it's stupid having him leave with us. He just looks like a very classical yeah. dwarf, you know, red beard, yeah, yeah, he vi- just... Viking helmet, the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole thing. I the... feel like he hates wonder... it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> before the notion that maybe not to speak freely. I thought about that. We have two avenues. We can either we can either put him up with Fela, though I'm not inclined to go down that road. But if memory serves, you, uh, Lox, have a alchemist um, person yourself who has a similar mentality. We do. Where we have like a dodgy alchemist on scar- a staff. Drug yes. From way back when? Yes. Yes. Um, so we might take him there. Yeah, that means that he has a laboratory and it looks like, you know, his prospects aren't just, you know, well, I'm poor now. <laughs> yes, no, exactly right. Okay, great. So and we'll could... get perhaps Grandma Granny. We'll send a runner to go get Granny. Okay. As his babysitter. Very well, very oh, well. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, look, he's a bad person and he deserves it. <laughs> so we'll go to the alchemy lab and okay. we'll tell our dude to get out of there. All right, then. So for now. That's fine. So you set him up in the in your alchemy lab. You get your current alchemist to fuck off. Uh, he is brought in uh, in his place. You get Grandma Lock to come in and babysit so, him. So we'll set him. So here's how it's going to play out. In the next few days, you need to stay here. The simulacrum. Oh, and we'll have Davna there too mm-hmm. to observe him and, you know. Yeah. But not as no. herself. Now we're running across purposes because um, while we absolutely need her to be aware of um, Abgold's mannerisms, we also need her at the lair. So this can't be. Uh, well, she only sticks with day. us for a couple of hours before yeah. going away. She's only here now for the initial meeting. All right, then we're good. So she'll come not as herself, but mm. as a who cares, some some yep. rough looking thug. Sure. And she will just observe this conversation and spend the time yep. mimicking him. All right. So I'll just say to him. So the setup is. For the next few days, we'll have a simulacrum in your place imitating you for obvious reasons. We don't want anyone to know that you're missing. You stay here for now, fool around, no explosions. Oh, later, later. So Grandma Locke is kind of wandering around. Yeah. He's like, oh, so who's that nice, sexy little piece of muffin? <gasps> we'll leave you for that yes! one. We'll leave that one for you to figure out. I'd like to take her upstairs and give her a good porking, too. I think he would be the one being porked, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> says, now, very, now, very importantly, uh, where is your lavatory? Because I need to destroy it. <laughs> you know what? Okay, uh, we will. Uh, okay, insight check. Is he? Does he need to, or is he sure. trying some kind of dodgy escape plan style thing? I'll give it a look. Um, oh, actually, can I get a look to Davna as well? Because you know she can read minds. Of course. Okay, so <laughs> she, so Davna currently ha- currently having the appearance of just this really you know sort of rough looking male elf yeah. with dark hair and pale skin and regular uh, commoner's clothes. Just kind of like shakes her head and says, "Oh, there's no deception." <laughs> you want to come listen to it? It's going to sound like oh. someone running a bath. Oh God, she's seen it. <laughs> okay, so you'll point him to the so whatever passes. Sh- 
shuffles over. He's like, Listen, I don't know what happened to my innards ever since this mishap, but let's just see that the plumbing doesn't quite work like it used to. I point him towards Nick's personal bathroom. <laughs> no, we're, we're, not, we're not. We're not even speak freely to him. Would that you were, but no, unfortunately not. Would Sorry. that it no, were. I send him all the way. Would that it were. Call this man a carriage. <laughs> and so. I need him to shit rocks in my brother's private bathroom. <laughs> shit bricks, as it were. That's okay. He might. He might. You never know. He maybe. So, okay, so that's a really good plan. So Davna is going to observe him for a couple of hours just yep. to get the mannerisms yep. down. So she'll return there, bury herself in the work. Go back, bury herself in the work in the alchemy lab, and meanwhile... And Grandma uh, will keep an eye on him. We'll keep an eye on him here. And we'll we'll find him much tamed when we return. And then in a couple of days we will oh. do the actual heist. Okay, fantastic. That lines up with your with the schedule that we have. And any information Correct. we need during the Xanathar layer, we will assume that he has told to us you know, spiel-wise, what he knows, what he's seen, and that yeah. we can just shorthand that with, hey, do we know where this conversation, Patterson's way goes? Because he's obviously been to the lair at some point. He has, yes. So you can give us a rough layout, we'll refer to that later. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Well, fingers crossed that it all goes smoothly without any mishaps or other things at all. And we will have a... Um, <laughs> Why did you say it like that, Tom? So, you have two days to prepare, get whatever potions you like, and then it's pretty much on to you entering the tournament, I believe. Your companion, your your old friend, Felrecht Lefine, is more than happy to enter your team to fight in the gladiatorial pit. And so, yeah, he will happily acquiesce to that, and so we'll meet you at a time and place of your choosing. One final thing is that uh, we brushed over it, but the actual alchemist lab at the outpost did in fact have quite a bit of loot that could be quite valuable to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first of all, there was a potion of detect thoughts, Uh, there were two potions of invisibility, there were four Mm -hmm. healing potions. I'll take it. The, The other two were items that typically Adagold uh, has on his person, but since you've kind of taken him captive, you could probably... Sort of. He he understands the situation. He's evil. He knows how it goes. Yes. Uh, There is one that he refuses to wear because it is a mantle of wisdom. And so what this is, is just this golden crown (gasps) full of jewels and things like that, which uh, effectively gives you advantage on wisdom saving throws, gives you a wisdom of 20. (gasps) (laughs) I'll fight you for it. Now you wanted her. So the, the, the mad sorcery experiments of rats would have a bar of him, but now there's a pretty shiny old. Well, I don't think that was resulted in the uh, experiments on rats. Rats not, nah, not being known for their wisdom and all. No. Uh, he refuses to wear it himself because he believes that he's far too wise already, uh, and so it, and so it will therefore wow. have you know, uh, yes hubris will therefore have no effect on him yeah. whatsoever. The most important thing is it, it's fabulous. It's, yeah. it's think of like just the most bejeweled princess tiara. Abgo, where'd you get it from? What? Where, do you, where did you get this uh, crown, this diadem? I slaughtered it from some zents in a gang war not too long ago. Fair enough. It just looks distinctive is all. Hey, it's distinctive. That's why I didn't wear it. Too pretty for me. Also, I'm wise enough. I don't need it. Right. But if, if, if a few of you need a few... <laughs> a little bit of assistance in the uh, mind sharpening department, I don't blame you. If he's so wise, how come he's half rock? That's a good question, but... <laughs> he, he, just, he just glares at you and says... That's just like, he just looks at him like... It was a laboratory accident. There is no great progress made without experimentation. As you're going to be putting yourself up against whatever else vies for a beholder's attention, it's probably wise that you have it. Can it, it change shape? Nope. It, it, re- you, it resizes like all magical items. you can change shape and it should disappear. In the meantime, you're going to look like the king of... 
<laughs> King of Skullport. It's pretty. It's very extra. Wow. I mean, but, but you, it's useful. Yeah. Look, it, if you give it, I can just paint it black. Uh. No. Mm, like, yeah. It's an important question. Are you painting it black, or are you are you wearing it in all of its? Splendorous glory. Ah, he'll wear it. No, you you can't wear that to the tournament. Xanathar oh. will know that it's his. I thought this kind of stuff was. Like, oh, it's from the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can wear it around most of the time. Do you, you think where Xanathar will be confused by painting it black? I think it might make it look like something else if we if we you also, know it was actually can it we make it look like something else? Yeah. It was an item stolen from Zents in a game. Oh, Zents, not Xanathar. Zents. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's just wear it and paint another target on Hurst's back. I think it's just yeah. distinctive. Is my problem. If, I mean, if some Zensi, you might be like, you know hey, they used to belong to whatever. I think maybe we just disguise it a little bit. It isn't really too well, hard. Well, Hurst could probably just find, like, some driftwood or something. That's what I'm saying. Like, and yeah, then just, like, stick that over. Stick driftwood, bind it like, up. Make it look something. like some sort of druid crown. Okay. Maybe get some leaves, ivy, a bit of driftwood, glue it on. Theater. Would our uh, Gensai uh, metal worker be able to do something with it? Yes, absolutely. In three days, though? Yeah, two days, actually. But two days, sorry. This, this guy can clearly do stuff that's good. Uh, I just want to make it non-recognisable. Don't. Um, Care about how you can it plate it with a different type of metal and thus yeah. disguise its shape and structure. Okay. For example, I uh, just think of the top of my head. So you get a big old vat of some kind of metal. This thing's indestructible. Dip it in there. Pull it out. Dip now it's got a coating of a different coloured metal. Mm-hmm. You then put some gold, not gold. You put some bronze winding around, some bronze leaves on it around each of the tines of the crown. Okay. And in the middle, centre, like I don't know, have like a little spread of leaves or whatever. So it looks more like a druid's ceremonial headdress. Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. I like. Yeah, that's fine. Absolutely, do it. Or make the tines look like little antlers, for example. You can do all yes. of this, like. All right, it is easily. it is nicely gilded and disguised, and that works out perfectly. It's still extra, but extra in a way. That's now it makes you look like a yeah, it looks like a druid headpiece. So. As we open our scene, it has been two days. Yeah. It is the evening of the tournament. You are in your secret room, your secret cellar. You close the tavern early, just in case. And you sit there all around the huge circular wooden table, emblazoned with the symbol of Timora, carved into it. Map of Waterdeep spread out. Here we begin our final our final meeting before you head off to enter the tournament. Alright, we have two outstanding things. One that we don't know when is going to drop and can't do anything about, but we're going to have to be aware of it. The other, we don't know how, but we know, we'll know when. The first is, we know that Green Maggie has designs in this place. Yeah. She knows us. We saw the portraits a couple of days ago. Mm. We know that our home base is compromised in some way. Um, Hurst has been working in his spare time has been working extra hard uh, to try and cleanse this place. Indeed. But, but the simple yeah. fact is she can still walk through the door like any other patron and looks like she can still work some magic regardless. But, I mean, there's a difference between putting a message on a wall uh, and conjuring a painter and using this place as a source of power. If we can remove the advantage that she is given here, it's I think, her own ground. yes, we can turn this into an, a fight of five versus one and even if she's quite powerful, you know, mm. it, we could just jump on top of her. Alright, so we have some coverage there. The second part in this, we've invited Bragandarth into uh, this affair. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, one way or another, Jalaxel's going to know that we have the stone in all three eyes. No. He will. He'll know how. If he's not, if he hasn't already been paying attention to um, what we did with the outpost, 
and considering that he provided us the information, there's no reason to think that he wouldn't. He'll know that we have one eye, possibly real, possibly fake, he knows from the Xenathar. He, he knows that we're after the others and that we're competent. He also knows, I'm pretty convinced he also knows that we have the second eye. The fact that we're going after the Xanathar lair would tell him as much. We wouldn't be doing that idly, and the only way that we would know where it is is if we were in possession of some way of locating it. Hence why two eyes. I mean, he knows that we're bold. He knows that we do a lot of stupid things, mostly, because most of the contact he's had with us has yeah. been with Jez and I. Yeah. <laughs> so he would probably think this is just another day in the workings mm. for... Uh... I think it's reasonable to believe that he can put two and two together. Yeah. He's not an unintelligent man. Yeah. He can think what he wants. He knows we're going for it. It doesn't matter. It does. Because the moment that we come out of this thing, and assuming that we come out alive, let's assume that we've been successful, we've been stalling and delaying uh, Jalaxel in as far as his request to gain uh, first choice of any magical stars in the Horde. Yeah. At some point, it's going to come down to whether we tell him yes or no. And everything that we've done so far seems to be with the idea that we deny him this uh, request, that he does not get the stuff. I mean, we can just... I assume some of you people must be able to lie to him. He can't be allowed to have the staff. It's just... Well, I didn't even lie. I don't intend to give it to him. I just prevaricated. I, okay, I don't know How what you that intend word means, to deny him? Just to, you know, refresh our memories here, my understanding is that he only wants the staff as a backup option if he doesn't get what he wants through a generous donation to the city and, you know, to enter... Uh, is it Skullport, sorry? Into, what's the name of the... Oh, the Lord's Lusk. Alliance. No, he, he, he wants Luskin to mm. enter the Lord's Alliance. Yeah, so he wants Luskin to enter the Lord's Alliance, and his major persuasive argument in that is that large donation. I mean, mm. I don't doubt that that's what he wants, but if he gets it and still has the staff, he's not going to complain. What you know? I mean is, and yeah. what the point that I was getting to is if we can set it up that his first option works, he doesn't need the staff. He also mentioned, though, that he did also want whatever magic item is interesting and the first choice of staff, which is the, the agreement that he made with Nick. No, well, I didn't agree to that. I believe my exact words were, yes, well, people want a lot of things, which is why I'm compiling a list. Right. In that exact sing-song voice. Therefore, neither denying or agreeing with anything is simply that I had noted his request. It is clear that he was that one amongst many. Yeah, it's it's clear that that's what he wants, though. Yes. He oh, does, he can want what he wants. And of know? course, as you as you know, you know that the, that the staff is the staff of Aegon is likely. But he doesn't likely know that we know that that's likely in there. Oh, which is important. Oh. That's not just me being tricky. He does. Yeah. I realize that. It, the point is, it's likely to come up. Yes. So, and the best time for it to come up is after I've already given it back and said, "Oh, well, no. sorry, but you ranked in second, dear boy." Not to... Okay, first of all, the fact that he's making the distinction raises alarms for me. He's calling it out specifically. No, he certainly is. And he's telling us well, specifically. As specifically as he gets, certainly. Truth. But I wonder why he's calling particular attention to it. Because he wants it. He wants it as a leverage, yeah. most likely. Well, he wants uh, his first, quote-unquote, first choice right, of yeah, stuff. Let me, let me put it to you this way. He had that, uh, he had that arrangement in place with us initially, which was to say that he would get first choice of magical items, and we were fine with that until we learned about the staff of Agron gone missing. 
Actually, you do yourself a disservice. That was never even part of the original bargain. The original part of the bargain was that he wanted the credit for returning the gold, which we were happy to give him. He also the made... Pick- and the first choice of magical That gold. came later, I believe. If it did, it wasn't that far much later, and we did agree to that. Yes. No, so you agreed to give him first choice of magic item. Yeah. And then you said, well, what kind of magic item? And he says, well, you know, ring, ring or staff. I have so many yeah. rings. I guess my first choice of staff. Yeah, he's sweetened. If, and if there's no staffs, then first choice of ring. Mm. Well, we're assuming that that's what the staff, and I think that's a fairly good assumption. Yes. Here's what I'm saying. He's got to know that we have two eyes. He's got to know that if we get out of the Xanathar's lair alive, there's a better than average chance that we have the third. At some point, we are going to come to a, mo- come to a crunch where we have to deny him the thing that he wants. Now, it's possible that, yes, he could have been straight with us this entire time, and that the staff of Agron is some sort of uh, consolation for not being able to get Luskin into the Lords of Lions on uh, wealth and charity alone. But Nevercott or Zardos or Jalaxel has never been fully straight with us. And I see no reason why at this stage of the game that that would have changed. So here's my, so my question is, what do we do once we get the third eye? How do we secure the staff? Do we even? I think that we have the third staff. We prevaricate once again. His lieutenant will be as he knows that we have some. And when he asks, we'll say, obviously, we can't tell you that. It would compromise it. But nevertheless, we're still going about what your boss man wanted us to do. This is going to come to a head at some point. And I think the best time for it to come to the head is perhaps after we, we simply, after we actually loot the vault, we make sure that the black staff and the silver lady, they're all there at the same time. Then if he really wants to put his claim forward, he can try his luck against those two. And us. That's quite a plan. It worked last time in the manor, getting them all together like that. The reason it worked kind of like that was a little bit more unintentional on our part. True, but I feel like if they're there and he's there, it'd be hard-pressed to make a claim. And in fact, it may even, it may even occur to him. I feel that if I were in his situation there, imagining myself there, it may even suit his needs. If he wanted to be pulled into part of the Lord's Alliance and they're right there and they're bargaining, then he can make his case to them right there. Either I take the start, it becomes their issue, not ours. All right, but here's the final part of that. If we put both the head of Order Deep and the Black Star in the same room as us, the moment we discover anything, that kind of diminishes our chances for a reward. So I think... I, think, oh, I mean, I trust them to give us something. I feel they will give us something. A black staff, I think, is, is very much in their interests to... I, uh, to keep us happy, yes, mm. but... And I don't want much else other than fabulous wealth, and even a small sliver of that will give me the wealth I deserve. <laughs> I'm just saying, at the moment, we're in deep and we're taking a lot of risk. And while we have certainly become much more sympathetic, I think, to the good nature of uh, people that are trying to maintain some degree of law in amongst yes. this warring fraction, in we came together with a specific purpose of improving our lot. We've done so well so far, but we're taking a tilt to the biggest and most dangerous treasure that any of us have had an experience of dealing with, and I'm not entirely certain I want the goodly people determining just how much of a reward we get. If we bring these two people in in order to counter Jalaxel, I'm not sure that we walk away with as much as we like. I assume we're not planning on going to the location with them all together. No. We can go there first, yeah? And then bring them in? That was my plan. Maybe that's our security. And we just loot whatever we want beforehand. We take Um. our reasonable portion and we then we bring them in if that is something that we want to do. We can't guarantee that they're not going to find a way to make themselves be there when it when we get in 
oh listen we could be followed this whole time mm. Hurst realistically we've just got to we've got to take that risk and we do it carefully and under the radar as much as we can with everything else right. um, to be fair you guys are all largely under the radar of the top top people they know they, they have other concerns there's enough there's enough people at play here that know us they probably so, yeah. honestly the lady lady silverhand and the black staff probably rely on the fact that you know you are trustworthy enough to bring in the, the the loot once you find it, and if you don't, well, how are you going to keep it from them? Like they're gonna if they if they have to retrieve it from you later at their at their convenience, that won't be too hard. All right, I think we come back to what Jez was saying before. We can't always assume that that, that someone's always going to be watching, but I don't think we should necessarily sit around and wait. My proposal is that once we make the escape from the lair, we use the stone and we strike while the iron's hot. It depends what condition we're in. These two may be bloodied and battered from a gladiatorial fight. We may have Nile or hot on our tails. We might. It might. Not a bad idea. We'll have to just... The longer we have the stone, the more risk that it's taken from us. Mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe we can have a pre-arrangement for after that battle to maybe go to a, we need a, a healing place. Indeed. Make sure we get ourselves sorted out. All right. And then off to the next journey. Then It'll we'll... be a long day, but yeah. I think you're right. Uh, in a metagame yeah. sense, Hurst as a folk hero can always find hiding a hiding place amongst the populace Sweet. which I think would be pretty decent as a way to like just be hiding with random people that are not yeah, connected with yeah, anything yeah it's randos All essentially right. yeah. excellent then they're yeah. very hard to track <laughs> yeah then the final part of that then the healing potions that we have and whatever else that we can get need to be somewhere that's not the speak freely tavern Mm-hmm. that we can come back to, use if needed, and then, yes, we take advantage of Hurst's um, inexplicable uh, favour with the common folk. Yes. Even better, let's have a two, you know, buy two, get one free drink night the night we're out. It'll create huge hubbub here and we'll dissuade them from coming to look for us here. Get Floon to come? Yeah, get all of them bitches? Exactly, and it will, <laughs> it will dissuade them from trying to look here and accidentally tearing the place apart. Let's also remember we've got that really fun contraption, the lobster machine. We do. That would be a very handy thing to have off the coast. That we could hide out in. That's Mm. right. Also good as a backup. I agree. So stash some there, some at the folk in place. We throw the tavern, not open, but largely open to dissuade we, anyone we start coming a straight here. Straight party, right? Straight party, yeah. down the block, fund it a little bit, turn over a profit in the end, at the end of the night, and um, it will dissuade anyone from tearing this place apart for looking for us. Because if we were going to hide here, we'd shut the place down. Mm. Having a party while we bring back, you know, the magical items obviously would risk too many people seeing us, therefore we won't do it, therefore they won't attack it. Quick question. Yes. Do, can the lobster house fight people for long rest purposes? Sorry, can it what? How big is it, and can it hold five people? Yeah, for time. I mean, with, a, with a snug, sure. Well, are we going to run out of oxygen, or is it magic? No, no, it's magic. It's yeah. fine. But we've got enough room, what I'm saying, is for long yes. rest purposes. No, you sure could. Now, you Sweet. could all fit inside it. I mean, look, two of you are little, right? So you can definitely all fit inside with a wee... A little bit, of a, a little bit of a snug, but cool. easily done. Just want to make sure. Absolutely. All right. I well, think we've got ourselves a solid plan. Shall you meet up with the other two? Which are waiting upstairs, which of course would be Davna and Fenrekt. So with yes. the potions, just, the, the, just sorry, just so I'm clear. Actually, yeah. sorry, just before we move, on, those are the only two that are coming in with you. Yes, correct. Davna is coming with this party. Yep. Fenrekt is going with that party. Yep. And there will obviously we've got Yagra as well. Who's uh, getting us she's getting us in. She, she, she's getting you in. She'll be in the audience in yeah. the arena, but won't be you know yeah. doing much as far as you're aware. She'll be there as backup if you needed to do something though. So potion wise, just so we don't have to discuss this mid action. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long did it last for? An hour, two hours? Or An hour. Okay, yeah. so as we enter, 
And we can have one mental, one physical, or just one full stop? Just one. Yeah. Okay, well, I will go with mind mind proofing then. I think for us, most likely to run into Nihil or I will put mind proofing on them. But I'll keep the spider climb about my person. Sure. All right then. So, you come out of your secret meeting room. You make your way through upstairs, of course. Yep. And you can see that. Actually, we'll say that Davna isn't. Oh, she is, but she's not disguised as the lieutenant right now, obviously. She'd be. She's in the lair, surely. Yeah. So, are you going down to the lair and entering that way for the tournament? Like, how are you getting? How are you getting in? Well, this. Well, okay. These guys are going to get in through whoever it is that every other fighter gets in. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're doing a separate venture. Got you. All right. Sounds good. It's a full-blown split party. All right. So, okay. Great. So, it is nighttime. I will bid you both good luck. It is a sweltering hot summer's night as you walk out the front door of the tavern. And the two groups take one last look at each other. All right. For now. Uh, yes. Dun, 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 dun. Just the yeah. sad whole walking yeah. away music. Yeah. Oh, we can't find a place to stay. All right. Do any, we need any, to any potential final words for now before you separate? In the first, same? smash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will clap him on the back like a. You can do this. Good luck. Yeah. Kind Every- of Izzy, I will pat on the head. Why are we? Why are you, we're going into a more or less fair fight. You're more worried about you lot. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah um, don't die. I guess. Uh, good luck. You too, buddy. Remember, Xanathar needs entertainment. Yes. Aww. I'm handing over. I'm handing over the sea uh, invisibility potion to probably you, Izzy. Probably me. Yep. Let's he just needs to fight. He needs to be kept in the tournament area. We do not want a situation. No. Where Xanathar is back in his lair. So be entertaining. Lots of explosions. Nick, please. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you point me at something. I point at it. It explodes. Ass- yeah, they've clearly got a handle. Assuming, <laughs> assuming that we pull this off, Hurst, I'll send you a message in the same way that I did back at um, the Alchemist Lab. Oh, with the... <laughs> I just... Sometimes I, like, I can't, because Hurst isn't an idiot, no. but I just wanted to use the phrase brain-talking. Yes. <laughs> like, Hurst wouldn't say that, but I think it's a funny phrase that occurred to me. <laughs> Oh, uh, with the brain talking. Yes. You know, like a headache, but with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> An idea? Yeah. All things being as they are, we will... Uh, I'll send you a message as to where we uh, convene. If I'm unable to send the message, then we head for the lobster, submersible. Yeah. Okay. Wait there for a day. If we're not back by then, I think it's safe to assume that we're not coming back at all. Mm. Now, the stone and the other two eyes of galore mm-hmm. yes. have to be with us. Yeah. So who is carrying them? So I think one party should maybe have the stone, the other party the two eyes. I think maybe good to that. split them up, yeah. yeah. So you guys take the two eyes, one each, I guess, okay. and we'll take the we'll stone, take which the is stone. a bit bulkier. Yeah. Provided Everyone else this take is... fake eyes. Anyone who doesn't have one of them. Oh, we ought to have fake, fake eyes, eyes too. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. If it's okay, what I'd like to do is sew the stone into a loaf of part bread. of my... No, sew it into <laughs> so sorry, no. <laughs> sew it into the inside of my jacket. O- well, over jacket. It's no baked good, but okay. Jalaxel won't find it in there. <laughs> so... As you walk outside, approaching, you can see three figures. Three drow, of course. You know, it's, it's nighttime, it's after dark, it's sweltering hot, so most people are indoors. Now that spring has ended, there is not a cloud in the sky, there is no fog. Three drow approach. The first, of course, is uh, Felricht, who greets you with a winning smile. Just to recap, he has sort of pale blue, very, very pale blue skin, and he has that kind of half-head-shaved side part. So 
not too dissimilar to Jez, actually. A bit of a sort of a bit of a Peaky Blinders uh, severe undercut situation going on. Very attractive then. He's he is he, he's a very handsome fellow. He's a little bit he's quite under average height. He's quite small uh, for a drow and has his shield and bandolier of three smoke powder pistols at his side. To the left, you can see the tall, really broad-shouldered, the long, white-haired wizard drow who is dressed in sort of black leathery wizardy robes who just glares at you. He's clearly the most unpleasant of all. He's he's always looking at you with disdain. He never really is friendly and welcoming like the others. And to the right, you can see that there is a sort of short, spiky-haired male drow who's also quite tall and broad-shouldered. Looks very similar to the wizard. You think that they could perhaps be brothers. And Lyle, you recognize this one Mm -hmm. as the one that shot dead the uh, Zentarum lieutenant in the apartment. The one that you encountered very briefly. So Frederick walks up and, you know, greets you very openly and smiles. Uh, The other two just kind of hang back it looks like they were just escorting him up here for this mission and actually quite rudely just kind of hang back a good 15 feet and don't say anything just kind of look you all up and down uh, with no small amount of uh, hostility frankly uh, Felrecht walks forward and says well uh, we're ready to make our arena premiere I'm looking forward to this I'm fighting by your side it'll be good it'll be fun um, I word a warning yes a lot of what I do is broadly uh, well it can't be aimed very specifically ugh I understand. Um, good again groups of people kind of stuff. My friend, I work with smoke powder. I'm used to unreliable weaponry being on my side. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not unreliable. We know exactly what it's going to do. It's just that I'm not going to be able to shape it around you. Oh, I see. So I'll give you a heads up if needs be, but do you normally go from a range or...? Yes, most certainly. All right. You'll probably find then. Okay. <laughs> now, don't worry. If I shoot at someone when you are either in front of them or very close, because I'm a crack shot. So worry not. Then you get you the... Yeah, that thing you said about unreliable, though. (laughs) I'd like to talk a bit more about that. Oh, don't worry. If my powder kick explodes, it'll take me out, not you. I'll be far away from you. Okay. He rather, rather dangerously pats his little powder horn when he has inside. He's like, no, no, no. Even the wizard kind of winces. <laughs> okay, so the wizard just sort of looks you all over, over and down and then sort of it, turns to him and says... Easy waves. I, I see you, fellow wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, fellow wizard. So fellow wizard just looks at you, just does not really respond at all, and then just looks, looks to Felrecht and says, uh, actually, the only one without a drow accent just says, just remember what you're in there for. Get the job done and get out. No further risk than needed. Of course! You know me, don't worry! He gives him a little punch on the shoulder. <laughs> And with, that, and with that, those two give you one last look and walk away into the shadows. With that, the three of you, Felrecht, Izzy, and Hurst, go to make your way down to meet Yagra, who yep. is at the side street. And she is going to escort you to meet up with a couple of hobgoblins in the Xanathar armor, who actually, with hoods and cloaks around to disguise themselves, who actually are going to be leading you into the original, now cleansed lair. The same one that you freed Flume Blagmar from. And when you get there, you can see that waiting for you is, first of all, another trio, probably of contestants. And you can see that there is a tall, thin female drow who is in effectively just like black leather armor and has a rapier at her side. To her right, you can see that there's a short... Honestly, he just kind of looks like an older, stockier version of Lyle. He's a halfling, he's got red hair, curly, big red mutton chop sideburns, uh-huh. and is dressed in, once again, leather armor, and has a little wooden shield and sword, and just kind of sits there and looks very disgruntled. And then to the right, the third member of this, uh, of this group, you can see is an ogre 
Like just a full-on ogre. Like, wow. a, like 11 feet tall. Gigantic spiked club. And the three of them just kind of sit there. Is he? Very, That's your nemesis. A very... Oh, <laughs> a very a very motley crew of contestants. So yeah, so when you when you wander over, one of the hobgoblins uh, reaches down and picks up what looks to be a key that fits very similarly to the key that you've seen before, the same one. And after leading you into the still somewhat old and musty bloodstained lair, the city watch came in, of course, after you you know yeah. freed Floon and cleaned it out months ago. Now it's quite a while, but the pillar, of course, is still there. So walks over, activates the pillar, the shimmering portal door appears behind. You walk through all of you into the darkness. So the three of you sort of sit there faced off against the three contestants, likely one of the groups you'll be up against. The fellow actor just kind of winks at the ogre. And the ogre's going, mm. Izzy waves. <laughs> you wave. Okay. Hi. The female drow just gives you a little wave. Sad <laughs> you're have to kill them. Mm. And so the little, the little halfling just goes, You what? You fucking what? It's like, calm down. Please. How tall's the halfling? Please calm He's short and stocky. Like, <laughs> for, for a halfling, he's particularly plump and particularly short. Does he, like, punch Hurst on the shoulder, look him dead in the eye and say, You fucking what? What are you going to do about it? I don't think he can reach Hurst's shoulder. Genuinely, I don't think he can. So, so honestly... In him getting worked up and getting yeah. angry, the female drow and even the ogre just kind of look at him in oh, a, a, barbarian. With a little bit of fear. And just, uh, listen, listen, settle down. <laughs> we do not need another incident, says the drow. <laughs> this one's his fucking starting the fucking incident. <laughs> his face is starting the incident. All right, all right. So <laughs> the hobgoblins are like, all right, let's save it for the ring. Save it for the ring, you. Did I, did, sorry, Hess. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> leans into you two and says, I like him. <laughs> Let's kill him last. <laughs> and so, with, with that, you, you are teleported in and you can see. Wait, what? <laughs> As you disappear into the door, the camera cuts to you three. So, you three yep. approach the other very similar layer. Once again, the hobgoblins out the front have been clearly given the instruction to let you pass without incident, and mm-hmm. so you do. Excellent. You walk past the hallway of goblin archers lurked in the murder holes. Mm-hmm. Still, you're funny. Now you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> just <laughs> still mocking each other. You go past there until eventually you get to the alchemist lab once again. You can see the Dubness is there as well. So she opens the door for you, disguised of course as the dwarf and in a perfect imitation of his shoulder. Shoulder. a kiss. No God. <laughs> in the dwarf form. That is something I did not want to see. <laughs> you should see my sketchbook. She just slaps you on the butt and says, uh, don't worry. Once we get out of this one piece, I'll take him home for a good pork and good. <laughs> oh my god. Impeccable <laughs> imitation, my dear. Too impeccable. I've been working on it. Alright, let's get this done. With that, you approach the pillar, and once again, you now teleport into the lair also. So, let's cut back to the arena for a moment. <laughs> Oh, oh, good. This always makes me nervous. Yes. Yeah. So, the arena. The first thing you hear is you. So, there's a small teleportation room, a small sort of side alcove that has a very similar pillar here. You are then led out into a large stone corridor, which leads then to a huge domed underground stone ceilinged room, which has a grey and white stone arena down at the bottom. It is magically lit. There's a huge circular chamber. It has a, a thin layer of blood-soaked sand covering the floor and there are stone buttresses that support its, you know, almost 50 foot tall high dome ceiling. There are 10 foot high stone bleachers that hug the northwest half of the room and you can see that the crowd is packed. There's a good 50 people or so in here. One of the first that you see is Yagra, who, you know, waves to you from the bleachers there. Staircases lead from the bleachers to other areas of the lair, you can clearly see. And there is a semicircular recess in the southeast wall that has steps leading up to it. And it's floor is five feet higher than the arena floor and the alk 
cave is, the alcove, I'm sorry, is decorated with bouquets of underdark fungi and stone vases and purple tapestries that uh, bear the Xanathar symbol jutting from the curved roof of the alcove above is a spectral eye stalk. And the spectral eye stalk is glowing magically. Izzy, you know just from looking at it, it's probably the equivalent of a magical sensor. Okay. Effectively yeah. like a camera. Yeah. And that is clearly where the Xanathar is going to be watching from. Once the Xanathar mm. arrives, of course. Is that the Xanathar's, like, little... Private booth, yes. But is that, like, a little... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... Spy camera? Oh, I thought it was, like, binoculars or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like so see... Oh! oh yeah. That'd be lovely. Uh, that'd be really... Yeah, it's just the... Mm, yes. That'd be very cute. But no, it is It is actually just this, this <laughs> spectral <laughs> eye stalk that sort of... Ju- actually, very much like a security camera. It kind of juts out of a wall above. Mm. Incidentally, there's also one of those back in the little alcove room with the teleportation room that you came from. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at the present time, you can see that there's a, a, a large number of things going on. So first of all, there is a blonde dwarf down in the arena, mm-hmm. uh, and he is uh, actually very, very handsome for a dwarf. He's got sort of long blonde hair tied back in a ponytail. He's got a very neatly trimmed, very elaborately sort of manicured beard and beard and moustache. You sort of think like a real uh, handsome hipster Wild West look, you know, like a real okay. sort of handlebar moustache and that sort of sculpted beard that it's just, you know, very kind of like, clearly he, he homebrews, right? And has, his, <laughs> and has his hair back in a sort of a bun as well and is dressed in elaborate purple silk clothing and holds a, a green stone in his hand, which amplifies his voice like a megaphone. And he appears to be the master of ceremonies here. He says, welcome as two of the groups arrive who are going to be entertaining you first this evening. We have the Bone Crunchers, he says, pointing, who you have all seen before. Their third time stepping into the pits of death. <laughs> Maybe their luck has caught up with them. And they're just, uh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Less fans here tonight than usual. Oh my god. And challenging them is any sort of weights. One moment, crowd! Oh, like, <laughs> like, like, wanders over to you as you're kind of shuffled out into the sand pit. I'm sorry, what is your group's name? Do we call ourselves the Face Punches? Heck yeah! Alright, Face Punches. The f- good. He wanders <laughs> back and says, The Face Punches! <laughs> yeah. Your name's stupid! We <laughs> didn't put the creative people in the fight team. <laughs> so, Yager, Yager in the crowd's like, you're fucking stupid. You're stupid. Your face is stupid. Come here and say that. The fight is supposed to be in the arena, friends. Punch him in the oh, face. Fucking come to the arena then. Yager <laughs> <laughs> Yager just crash tackles him with the bleachers and just starts pounding him down. Excellent. So he's Sorry, been... fighting him or fucking him? No, no, fighting. All right, yeah, fighting yeah. him. So she she literally crash tackles him into the stone bleachers. Yeah. And then just starts smashing his face, and he's just oh. this you know dock worker looking dude with a scar on his face. Once again, smash face is a euphemism for kissing so I'm still unclear absolutely <laughs> if your kissing technique could be described as if your kissing is concussive which word <laughs> concussive kissing bad P- name percussive kissing yes <laughs> amazing okay yeah, yeah. so so with that if I could if I could just have a bit of calm to, to begin things fuck them up I believe that our great lord and master, the Xanathar themselves, will be attending this performance. And then all of a sudden, the curtains just kind of rustle as though in a breeze. And everyone goes very quiet. It's hard to explain. It's You just sort of 
feel a presence has arrived. The candles, the ever bright torches in the Xanathar's uh, personal viewing booth kind of flicker a little bit. And uh, do you currently have the potion on? I don't, but I can take a squeeze. Up to you. Um, at the present time, no one can see anything there. But this dwarf turns and looks at the alcove and says, I believe we are in luck. The yes, Xanathar is here. All hail the Xanathar. Oh, hell is Anathar! Oh, yes, I am taking a swig of that potion. So you, you drink the potion yep. and revealed in all its glory you can see the purple beholder with a yellow underbelly, gigantic eye looking with honestly a half littered, very bored expression, already turning to look and says, I'm gonna punch us in the leg. You punch us in the leg. kind of like, <laughs> On four of its eye stalks, you can see that there are circular, arcane-looking rings. And gives a little bow and says, Proceed with the events and make it more interesting than last time. Oh, we certainly will, my lord. We certainly will. Make it good. He says, looking at you all. <laughs> to each of your sides of the arena. As the little red-headed halfling is walking back, uh, somebody from the bleachers throws some food and hits him in the face. He's like, you fucking what? And like, everyone just like freaks out. On the, on the team, everyone just looks really concerned and the, the drow just grabs and says, hey, 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 look at me, look at me. We're keeping calm. We're keeping calm. Oh no. It's a full moon. We're keeping calm. Oh no. No. He says, it's fine. It's fine. Son just of a bitch. Walks over. And with that, they walk to the other side. And the drow walks over to you and says, best of luck. Felwick looks her up and down and says, and how are you today? Felwick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing anything after the fight to the death, or...? <laughs> oh my god! With that, she turns and wanders away, giving him just an incredulous, rolled-eyed look. Uh, and with that, you get to the... I think you're making inroads. <laughs> he says... <laughs> like, you're so harsh you looked at me. I, I'm in. I'm in. In what? Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before we begin... Mm-hmm. Do I have a healing potion? Do you need one? Uh, no, I have healing spells. Is it potion? Uh, I mean, I think I yes, have a potion. Keep one on me. Yes, okay. Please. So with that, he gives you a wink and gives you a healing potion. No, sure, I had to take that wink, but okay. He's just a very winky fellow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so soon you winker. sit at opposite ends of the arena, <sighs> and now we cut to our band of three. Oh yes, four, four. I'm sorry. Straight to All of you emerge in a larger circular room. So this is a uh, essentially a 40 foot by 40 foot stone chamber which looks very much like a wizard's office. Mm-hmm. There is a large desk and the pillar is in the center of the room. Mm-hmm. There is a, a large closet also and one single wooden door leading out. Sorry, pardon me, not a wooden door. All the doors in this place are circular stone uh, doors that actually roll, you know, to the side. And, you know, with, with great ease as far as you've seen so like far. Like a portal or something. Yes, very much so. Yeah, they actually are. So all the all the tunnels in here are, are vaguely, except for the floor, of course, are vaguely rounded. Like, okay. you're, in a, you know, if you're, like you're in a subway or, or yeah. a sewer. Or the and, layer of a sphere creature. Or the layer of a sphere creature. And they're all quite large. There is no there is no corridor you've encountered so far that's less than, you know, 15 feet across at least. And the doors, once again, are like eight foot by eight foot diameter and they you know slide across and so there is one such door leading to this particular office 
there is not even a bed. There's just kind of a mound of cushions off to the side, and there are a few figures in here that you see. First of all is Nihilor. Uh, yeah. Nihilor sits there looking sits there looking at the door. He has two intellect devourers to his left and right, and you can also see that behind him there is a bugbear in what appears to be purple lacquered full plate spiky gothic you know video game boss looking armor like you know huge horned head has an enormous flail three chains oh, with uh, spiked balls at the end standing to the just in front of Nihilor Davna wanders forward and says hello there fellow lieutenant <sighs> I'm sorry folks and she points at her head Davna doesn't live here anymore oh no she got brain it hasn't for a couple of days Nihilor says yes but you are in a very fortunate position. I wish the Stone of Galore above my master. Now, I know you must have brought it with you. It would not do to have left it behind. So, here is my simple solution. You give me the stone and the eyes that you have so far. I believe with full confidence that you have two. And I let you go alive. What do you say? I just want to retcon me being here at all. <laughs> <laughs> Davnar turns and gives the key to the portal you've just come through to him, by the way. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, takes it and adds it to his own around his neck. Was, was there any opportunity for me to roll stealth leading up to this? I can't imagine. I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, look, okay, if you spend your inspiration, I will I allow you... <laughs> no, you've all gained inspiration since your okay. downtime. That was well yeah. handled. So, if you spend your inspiration, I will say that you could... Oh, no, no it's fine. It's, it's fine. No, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. No. There's really no way. Yeah. I, I would like to give it to you, but no. no. it's fine. It would have been what I would have done, but it was mostly just whether or not there was even an opportunity to do so. And if there wasn't yeah. an opportunity, there's no opportunity for me to sneak, then that's fine. Because you, you, the, the pillar is just in the middle the office like Nihilor clearly has his lair which is, which is why there's no bed because mind players don't really I have a rules question though yes is it a free action to wet yourself yes yeah, it is okay I'm just thinking about it it's not necessarily happening right of, now of course it's sure. a reaction yes alright um, the upside is because this is a betrayal it doesn't mean that Xanathar still doesn't know this is true alright Here's my counter offer with drawing, oh, pulling out crossbow. See, oh, you fool! Wow, really? Here's my counter offer? Well, I don't know. He's just killed my girlfriend, so probably not, you know, mm. real, uh, real sympathetic to this. If you're, if you're going to go for your crossbow, mm. you hear a voice whisper in your ear. It sounds like, well, actually, you you recognise the voice. To be honest with you, the voice appears to be Amalika's voice, because you know, female drow accent. Yeah. Mm. The only female drow you've heard so far. She had a very lyrical, sing-song mm. voice, which. She clearly does. Uh, if you recall, she was the pale sky blue skin cool mohawk mm-hmm. female drow that with Felrect yes, took boat. you from the boat, who is actually a druid mm-hmm. and a worshipper of Sylvanas, and just sort of says, it's all right. Everyone's been watching everyone, apparently. This has escalated, but not unexpected. Just wait three seconds. Wait for it to start. So here's my counter offer. Yeah. First, and I'll just start blathering. You know, yeah. like, there's like a list of demands. And when I was a child. <laughs> what you have to understand is we think of ourselves as wealth relocation management experts. Are you like filibustering? Yes, I am filibustering. Fantastic. And then all of a sudden you can hear that there is a very 
very noticeable shut up of sound. So around Nylor, at least, because there's some shuffling, there's some creaking, of, and there's the intellect devourers on the ground, the pair of them are just kind of sort of scuffling around the place. All that sound stops. There's just no sound whatsoever. Mm. Utter silence. But where you are is still perfectly in, perfectly with sound. So importantly, so Jez and Lyle can still hear me when gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that happens. Pretty much as that occurs, all of a sudden Nylor just sort of yep. looks up like, what the fuck? I was not expecting that whatsoever. And so you'll roll initiative with surprise. As we cut simultaneously to the arena where the dwarf stands back and says, And now the fight to the death begins! Kill! And with that, the crowd roars, and the three of you versus the three of you are opposite. We're well, not opposite ends of the arena completely. You're probably about 40 feet away to begin, or 30 feet away to begin things. In the sort of the middle of this blood-soaked arena, the beholder looks on for the time being. Izzy, you can see Xanathar mm-hmm. is still gazing at you with a half-lidded expression. But all right, so we are, we are going to cut between initiative, please, Jez. Uh, that is 19. Lyle, 18. Nick, 17. Teen? No. <laughs> Izzy. 19. Uh, who wants to go first out of Jez and Izzy? Uh, you... I'd, oh, rather go, I'd, ra- I'd rather go by, like, yeah, dexterity. We you obviously have the We're managing dexterity. two fights at the same time. It's so confusing. It's fine. It's more confusing you, for him. Jez, do you want to Speaking go of confusing, I've got a 19. Yeah. Yeah. No. Damn it! Hurst is going first. <laughs> first and foremost. First off the rack is Hurst. Right. Uh, Hurst- so just to be clear, yes. there is a huge male ogre with a gigantic club. Mm-hmm. There is the little red-headed plump halfling in leather armor with the little wooden wooden shield and short sword. Mm-hmm. And there is the tall female drow in black leather armor and a rapier. So I've been able to pick up a couple of new spells. Yes. So here's a fun thing that's probably going to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Tidal Wave. Great. <laughs> Woo! It's a 30 foot long, 10 foot wide and 10 foot tall wall of water that's going to come crashing down and then because I can cast it out to a range of 120 feet. Where Good. does this come from? Where does this, how does this happen? Like I, I, the idea of lightning just appearing seems more <laughs> natural somehow. Um. <laughs> But like, where did, did the water just goes? You just—is there just like water? Does well, it like the material components in? are as stated, a drop of water. <laughs> so it grows. So like, just wipe Maybe a, it just grows. Yeah, it just like it, it's like a like as a wave sort of rises as it builds. It, like it just builds up. Yeah. Just comes out of nowhere, and Hurst is like had his his hand to sort of where the water's welling out from, but it's spreading outwards, and it's going to rush towards them. Uh, Tom, I assume that they're all uh, within a basically they're all with all uh, in a ten by thirty foot space. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, they all need to make deck saving throws, please. Okay. Uh, that is against a my brand new spell DC sixteen. Oh my. Are you okay with one roll for all three? Yeah. Sure. Good choice. Because they fail. Well, first and foremost, they are knocked prone. And now they take 48 bludgeoning damage. Holy crap. Fridge magnets. (laughs) That is 11 bludgeoning damage to the four of them. Oh, I mean, we're trying to draw this out and make it a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this huge tidal wave just surges over all three of them. And the little halfling gets really pissed off. It turns uh, turns out the first three rows of the splash zone. Okay, <laughs> the crowd goes, ah, and, you, and Izzy, you notice that the Xanathar just kind of looks for a little bit and just and just sort of, you know, narrows its gigantic central as, eye as a like, little bit. Like, this isn't too bad, but I'm going to need more. Jez? It might be worthwhile spending my term actually taking a potion of protection from mind control. Okay. Uh, so I think what I'm going to do now, still no opportunity for me to try to hide or anything like that as a bonus action. 
At the present time, no. I'll move back a bit then. How close to them am, am I presently? At 25 feet. So I'll just move back with still within range. Okay, of, you can um, do that. Crossbow range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll spend my action taking a protection from mind control. Can I just say here that we definitely had a chance to take that before we stepped to the portal. And I said that, you know, I had previously mentioned that we could and we should. That's very true. If you had no other potion in your system then this would, would have been the time to do it before stepping in. So and that is when I said I'd do mine before. My question, Did we expect though, to run straight into him, though? I expected to come under... I expected to run into him at some point during the thing or come under Xanathar scrutiny, and that's why I said I before, I'll take it before we... I stuff like that, to be honest with you. But I'm not even retconning it. I'm saying... I said I did. I don't know if anyone else did. I didn't. No, I didn't. There you go. Okay, well, what I want, because because you would likely have taken... In fact, you definitely would have taken the potions before coming in, because you know that they last for a good hour or so. But but, but you do have to decide whether it is which potion it is. How many potions of, mind con- of protection from mind control did we, we have? We had three. I believe someone took one last time. Yeah. That would have given us two left over. And if I take yep. one now, it's one left over. Uh, it would be none left over, because Nick will have taken one now. That leaves one left. So that's zero then. That's fine. That's if you want if you want to play that, then it's yours to take. I've got a way that I can uh, protect myself if need be. Okay. Jez, so you in fact have already taken your potion of protection from mind control. What are you doing in your action? So in that case, so we've got Nihilor, we've got the bugbear and the crazy ass armor. Yes. And we've got the two skittering things. Correct. The two skittering things can still fuck us up if they get close enough to us. Yes. So I am going to try to... Are they close enough to each other that I could try to web arrow them? Actually, all four of them are, in fact. Fantastic. They're all standing I thought there was two. In, there's four. I'm they're all, I mean, sorry, 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 there's two intellect devourers. Three. There's no, Huh? There's three. Oh, sorry, yes. There's, there's one Dalvna. in the head of Dalvna. There's Dalvna. There's the two intellect devourers. There's Nihilor. And there's the bugbear, all of which are in range of webbing. Oh, okay. So I can web the entire well, party. Tw- 20 foot radius. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely web up all of them. Question then. If one of them gets out of the webbing, does that mean all of them get out of the webbing? No. Or do they all have to individually... Cool, I'm going for all of them then. Definitely. And we remember that the intellect devourers are not good on the strength. Or dexterity. They all fail That's their save. Amazing. You don't. You don't make a... So first of all, you're making an attack roll to shoot, because why yeah. not? Yeah, and yeah. the webbing will have the secondary effect. That, are you shooting one of the intellect devourers, or what are you shooting at? As in the central point of my shot, because that's just to get all of them. Because with your web arrow... Because we actually do damage as well. You can shoot someone with the arrow. I, I go for what do you reckon I would think that Nick Locke would want me to do do you think that you'd want me to knock, knock her out if there's if, if she's not recoverable as a person oh as a, as a character in that I'd want you to hit Nylor out of vengeance okay. but as her yeah avenge okay yeah you can see that I'm well I, I thought as well if she's if she's been completely devoured as yeah. a, and she's not recoverable as there a person so not without major magics we need major magic she's, yeah. she's dead I kind of just want to what's that so, so she's dead but I mean so you can raise yeah, her yeah. like you can raise anyone but she's definitely dead she's, no, not, no, she's that... not possessed or whatever I probably wouldn't like to see it and you'd probably know that I just don't want you to have to hurt her yeah it's true so, so I, I would guess do you'd that. have to I would, so I think yeah, my motivation then would actually be yeah. to shoot Davna take mm. her out of the battle so that you don't have to do that so yourself have to. yeah yeah I don't know if a 13 would hit. Uh, so a 13 will hit, yes. Correct. Okay, fantastic. So in terms of the damage, that is a D8 plus 3 for this crossbow. Mm-hmm. 7 damage. Okay, great. So your crossbow bolt streaks across and strikes the 
dwarf that is actually Davner in the side of the shoulder. It's actually an intimate devourer. Yes, exactly. Three layers of deception there. Indeed he so. In theory, she screams out in pain, but you can't hear that because it's completely silent around them. Mm. The webbing then just kind of whips up open. At that point, it's going to be, we cut back to the arena and we can see Izzy. Excellent. So basically, major flashiness. Let's do this. How far away are the three of them from each other? From each other? Uh, About 20 feet in total. Excellent. It's funny that you say 20 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Izzy points their finger, cuss fireball. Fireball. Fireball, excellent choice. And that is a fail on all of them. Yeah! If, if, I assume everyone's are always happy with my yeah. default. Oh, one yeah, roll. yeah, yeah. Well, one roll, but they, you know, their yeah. saves each applied separately. So yeah, they fail. Oh, yeah. Okay. 38 damage. Wow! Nice. The ogre is severely wounded. The drow woman is dead, burnt to a cinder. The halfling is completely enraged and then just drops his weapons and starts to sort of shift and contort and grow. Right. That is then going to be Lyle's turn. Alright, casting protection from evil and good on myself. Done. That's it. Okay. Probably move back to where Jez is in terms of, uh, no. Moving in the opposite direction, not the opposite direction, sorry. Off to the side, uh, at about 25 feet so as to not create a mass grouping. Okay, fantastic. So um, Izzy would also like to look up at Xanathar as, as they've cast this spell. What's the reaction? Well, the reaction now is one of extreme interest and the entire crowd loses their shit because what happens is this little halfling in the blink of an eye essentially becomes almost 20 feet tall and a strange elephant human hybrid effectively a were elephant Um, (laughs) wow stooped and humanoid uh, the size of a of a hill giant just like explodes and so he was bitten yes, by yes, an yes, elephant? Yes, 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 and then bitten by a were-elephant. Yeah. A were-elephant, and then turns and then just headbutts the closest thing, which is the ogre, sending the broken, shattered body of the ogre hurtling across the sand of the arena to splatter against the wall with its charge attack. And then just turns and sort of like... Thump, 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 thump. Like, just it's huge. It was unexpected. Rolling gate starts to thump towards... What about this? Half, shit, 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 half, shit. The, half the crowd just sort of goes, is in stun silence. The other half are just like, yes! <laughs> the Xanathar was actually turning around to fuck off and then stops. I'll watch. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. I'm going to allow this. The druid becomes invisible and she is just dressed in her drow. She becomes visible? Vi- sorry, pardon. Yeah. So, so she drops out of invisibility. Uh-huh. She has a wooden shield, some very stylish looking hide armor, which you think is made from shark skin, like mm. a shark hide. And she has a, a large hand sickle. You know, very classic druid looking mm-hmm. situation. Who runs forward and just goes for uh, Nylor. Yeah. She has advantage. She does. Because he is restrained. Oh, yeah, very much and so. He doesn't have a chance to get out of it because it's a surprise round. Perfect, yeah. So she is just going to walk up to the edge of the web, yep. which is, you know, because it's encapsulated him, but not the entirety of the region. And she's going to slice out at the sickle. Nylor manages to mostly deflect the blow, but it still does cut quite deeply into his arm. But we're not used to physical pain, is it? Uh, definitely not. It does not, does not look... It, it, it's tentacles in its face kind of thrash around. Sorry, then it's your turn. Yes, if I wanted a critical hit, now is the time. 17, is that hit? Yes, so definitely hits him. A paltry amount of sneak attack damage. Uh, 12, 16 damage to him. Still not, you know, not too bad. So the arrow shoots across the room, sticks him in the stomach, and he, once once again, while entangled in the webbing, can't really dodge properly, and so it's a good solid hit. He's probably feeling a a bit like an archery target right now. And I'll propel myself backwards 30 feet. I imagine this 
there's nothing to room, hide within this room, but no, I'll be maximum just... distance of the wall. You, yeah, you can do that. That's absolutely. What does the portal look like? I mean, is it a big giant pillar? It's a stone pillar, but like once again, it, it wouldn't really do to hide behind it because it's just like a little thin pillar. Like they'll know exactly where you are. Yes, yeah, but it's still obscures sight. The thing with hiding and shooting and popping out is that they can't know where you are. No, no, like, not for be... that purposes. But if a spell requires line of sight, oh, oh, they won't I'm... have it, and he's a caster. I'm yeah. so, I'm so sorry. Uh, you can definitely hide behind the pillar. I don't care about that because he's already engaged in combat. But as far as like, you can't he's, cast a spell. You're using it as cover. Yes, it's cover. The, the, the game rules. He doesn't do anything. That's area effect. Well, if he does that, he does that, and that's yeah. it. But this will stop the uh, this will stop the other nonsense. So I have advantage because of my cloak. So 17 to hide. He knows where I am, but he still can't line of sight me. Okay, fantastic. So Jez is copying it then. <laughs> Jez chuckles. I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So the mind flare turns to the druid that is all up in his business and clearly just puts a hand a couple of fingers to the side of his pulsing purple head and tries to do some kind of a psychic thing to her uh, to which she just giggles and uh, shakes her head laughs at his stupid squid his face his stupid squid face so whatever he tried to do failed and then that is going to be the intellect devourer's turn they're going to try to break free of their bonds they are going to fail Good. they actually just get more more tangled in the web the bugbear is going to try to burst free of uh, of his bonds as well and uh, does so breaks free and then uh, charges forward and once again it's going to go for the druid swings down isn't it an action to break free from that oh it is so so he can get up in a yeah. grill but yeah. that's so fine. that's and that's all that happens so ripping the webbing free from around him he runs he manages to surge through the web lifts the great big flail above his head but that's about all he can do uh, the drow is just kind of sitting there looking between the mind flayer and the bugbear like it'll help please <laughs> um, and then that is going to be Daphna's turn Daphna is also in the webbing and is going to uh, she has, she's 10 feet away and she has no weapon on her, so she has to break free and use her action. There's no, she has no choice. No other actions there, and that is going to be uh, a fail. <laughs> so she tries to break free of her bonds and miserably fails. Just gets more entangled. It's quite comical. Um, great. Top of the round, Hurst. Uh, Hurst will run forward to meet the were elephant, and as he does so, he will wild shape into an ape. Let's fucking tango. The very classic tale of the were elephant and the ape. Direct to DVD. So a giant humanoid, a, a giant ape, is gonna have a boxing match with this gigantic <laughs> were elephant. Is that a thought? It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> I, so thought, you, I thought he might like that. So like, you, that's some spectacle. There's a no, just this slow grin. His oh, toothy more no. smiles slides into a grin. Is he? Yeah. She likes to see bipeds fight each other. It's like I haven't seen this in years. Probably <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even realize they're not human. It's just like ah, oh, bipeds fighting each other. So you, you do it, do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean that's. It's uh, shape changing is a full action for me. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, that's all good, Jez. Cuts back to you. Okay, so what I might be looking at here. So yeah, oh, I'll do yeah. I'll do hideous good laughter on the bugbear. Okay. So wisdom again. Bugbear fails. <laughs> Rolls down in the web, just I... kind of sitting like he's rolling around in a hammock, being like. <laughs> so all I'm doing this for is I want to hear Tom's different laughs. No, 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 no. This is great. So, Happens. Are you really useful? Are you moving up into engage range as well? Uh, no, not yet. No, I'm 
staying back still. Okay, that's fine. Izzy, cuts back the arena dramatically. Yes, excellent. Close with the initiative yeah. worked out. So yes. These dramatic camera bag back and forth cuts. Um, so I look at, oh god, what is his name? Our third. Oh, Fenrex, yes. Yeah, Fenrex. Oh, fuck, okay. he missed his turn. Sorry, pardon yeah. me. <laughs> do you want to do He's it now? He's still floating with the guard. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know you're a little singed, but we can make him look at it. Oh, no, no, no. Basically, no, the, no. the view of Drow. So your Drow companion, yes. Felrecht, just kind of puts his shield in front of him, backing up a little bit as this a thunderous elephant man shoots forward, saying, I was once like you! <laughs> oh my so, god! <laughs> Takes a five foot step back, levels his. Should have brought his blunderbuss. Uh, levels his pistol and then just yeah. bam, 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 bam. Um, shoots off two shots. Uh-huh. It's a double barreled. Uh, one of them hits the elephant just above the kneecap, the other one hits it right on the side of the face, doing okay. quite a bit of damage indeed. Right. And then Izzy, it's your turn. Yes. Izzy yells to Fenrir, Oi! And does the kind of circular motion with their hand. Okay, interesting. As if to say, surround. Okay, right. Uh, runs around to one side of the of the were-elephant. <laughs> I love it so much. Well-elephant. You love the, selling the, it out. It's fun to say out loud. Yeah. Ultimately, we want to do like a pincer action. Cool. That's fine. I'm either thinking fireball, but I don't know if that'd be too boring because I'm also playing to the huge beholder in the fucking stands. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, he, he's, 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 seen already. Already. He's, okay. he's, he's seen fireball already. He's seen fireball already. He's seen fireball already. So, I want to... I could fall back on a, on a classic. Don't get me wrong. Other things are holding his attention. <laughs> that is true. That is balls. <laughs> I could go back to a tried and true witch bolt. Alright, so that's a spell attack then? <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, let's do it. Alright, excellent. 20! Yep, that definitely hits. Okay, excellent. 3d12. Oh my. Um, That will be 20 damage. Wow, okay, that seriously, seriously hurts this thing. It was very tough, but the witch bolt hits it right in its trunk-filled face. Okay. Lightning starts to crackle all over its enormous grey head. The Xenophar just sort of sits there chuckling to itself. <laughs> that is then going to be Lyle's turn. Alright, I'm casting Guiding Bolt at second level at Nihilor. Fantastic. He's still restrained? Yes. So I get advantage for this, presumably? That is correct. Alright, and so 14 plus 5, 19. That hits, very much so. Alright, uh, that's 11 points of damage, but I'm conveying advantage on uh, Nicklock. Okay, so a beam of divine light shoots across and encapsulates Nihilor, burns into him a little bit. Once again, the tentacles in the face flail wildly wildly in pain and what you probably would hear some kind of sounds of pain, but you can't because it's still silent. Mm -hmm. And then that is going to be the were-elephant. So we cut back to the arena. The were-elephant is going to take a step back and then is just going to surge forward and try to charge into Hurst, savaging you with its tusks. What is your armor class, Hurst? As a ape, I believe it's 12. Knocking into the side of your ape-like body, will you please take 17 damage? Okay, it's ape damage. Yes, it is ape damage, but Uh, that is most of my ape damage. Uh, it is now the Druid's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so she is going to turn into a panther. Mm-hmm. Classic. You know, turns into a panther. It's her action, though. So that's yep. all she can do. But, you know, definitely... Lots of spare hit points if the bugbear recovers. Not yeah. A bit, yeah, not a bad choice. Stands there still, guarding, interposing between Nihilor and, you know, you mm. and Jez and whatnot. That is then going to be next turn. I will square against and take careful aim between Nihilor's eyes and try and place a crossbow bolt there with advantage mm-hmm. from two spaces. Triple advantage. Yes. That is... There's only a 17 to hit, but it's still enough to hit him, yes. 16 plus 4, 20, 20 square. Wow, okay, that's... 
so this mind flayer looks very wounded indeed right now. Uh, your crossbow bolt gets right through its neck and just kind of <laughs> silently but thrashing and wailing. It's then their turn. Nyro is going to try... <sighs> Uh, Jez makes a non-existent wisdom saving throw mm-hmm. against the Dominate which cannot target you mm-hmm. but Nihilor has a few other options that are as good as that and so also he's not aware of the fact that you've taken yeah, said right. potion so you feel the emanations of psychic nonsense try to burrow their way into your brain but with the potions arcane help you easily resist the other intellect of ours are once again going to struggle and utterly fail to get out of the web the bugbear is now still laughing but is going to be able to make another saving throw at the end of his turn, he's going to fail that saving throw and continue laughing. Davna is still entangled and so is going to try to burst free of the webbing once again. She does get free. Bursting free, she's now close enough that she can take a swing at Jez and so will do so. One blow misses and she, by the way, now just turns into complete doppelganger form. So one, one of her swinging fists you just managed to duck under. The other one cracks into your midsection. Will you please take 11 damage? I can. I don't <laughs> want to. Get the wind knocked out she of you. Hurst, uh, your turn. All right. Um, she's going to punch it a couple of times. She's going to punch itself yeah. and run its dumb elephant face. I mean, solid plan. Yeah, so I've got multi-attack. So Hurst will scream as an ape. Good. Good. And then just basically like square up and just go like jab cross Sounds into good. the were elephant's face. That's, that's amazing. I love the idea of this ape like dancing around like Muhammad Ali. 19 to hit? Yes. Um, nice. Oh, shit, that's nine damage. Wow, so you crack, you, you leap up and crack this elephant on the side of the face. One of the tusks just cracks mm-hmm. and almost, uh, you know, becomes cracked in two. Actually, uh, what he'll do to make things more more of a spectacle for the second punch is instead of being like just jab cross, just grab, grab, no, grab the back of the neck yep. and then just like elbow into the nose. Oh, nice. nice. Into, the, into the trunk. Into the trunk, <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, I mean, it's a wear elephant, so it sort of probably splits the difference it's, a bit it's, somehow. It's sort of a shorter trunk. Oh, that's another 19. So we know that hits. Another six. <laughs> that's another, so that's yes. nine, another nine damage. Okay, so this, so this were-elephant just reels back and looks really, really hurt indeed. Jez, we cut back to you. Okay. True. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going for Davna for yeah. multiple reasons. So she's actually melee range at the moment, is that correct? Most certainly. Okay, so with my dagger lashing out at her, that's t- uh, unnatural 20. I assume that that will hit. Yes. Uh, 2d4 damage, one of which is poison. So I'll do the poison one first. Three points of poison damage and and then three regular damage, so not a lot. No, that's okay. No worries I'm at all. I'm then going to, as a free action, disengage mm-hmm. and move back a little bit so that I'm not within... Punching range? Punching range. Yeah, no, that's that makes perfect sense. Excellent work. And then Izzy. Um, actually, our third. Uh, what's his face? The drow. Oh, yes. Yeah. Part of me. Boom. Drawing out another pistol, letting the first clack to the ground, he unleashes two barrels. Bam, bam. And that will severely hurt the elephant. One misses, surprisingly, and the okay. other one, well, probably hits, but just doesn't penetrate the hide. Yeah. And the second bullet gets goes into this thing's chest. Looks very, very hurt indeed. Is All it? right. So I'm maintaining Witch Bolt. Great. For 11 points of damage. That kills it. So Woo! the lightning crackling around the were elephant's head falls to the ground and becomes the lifeless form of a red-headed halfling. The crowd erupts into raucous applause. The stadium just is deafening right now. Everyone loves it. Even the Xanathar sort of sits there and gives a look, gives a slow bobbing head nod and then turns to look at the dwarf who clearly receives some kind of message in his head and then just nods and then the Xanathar starts to actually make its way away. <laughs> that is then going to be Wow. Yeah. All right. The elephant is still trapped in the web, yes? Yes. All right. I'll go for another guiding bolt. Okay. Sounds good. 
Alright. So, casting again at second level for 5d6 damage. Uh, 12 points of damage. Okay, that will, I mean, that will seriously hurt him. So right. the, the guiding bolt goes into him. He, clearly you can see this kind of black purple icor yep. coming out of its mouth. It's it's really, really hurt. Cool, and advantage on Nicklock. Fantastic. So we cut back to the arena where you're out of combat at the present time, but Izzy, you notice that the Xanathar is turning to fuck off now that the fight's over. Is there anything you want to try in desperation to keep it... Uh, maybe get me to throw something? Or... Just Let's just start a fucking brawl. Bring on the next challenge. Let's start a riot. <laughs> yeah? yeah? <laughs> I first will, like, maybe, like, Izzy says to... Oh, like, I, 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 Izzy looks around for yeah. something that... It, could possibly throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. There is yeah. all the weapons. There's, all there's the weapons. There's a gnome. Yeah. Fellow actor's like, uh, no, no, that was well done, yes. Yeah. Like, maybe you said to Hurst, like, Hurst, we need to distract him. Hurst, Hurst, we need to distract yeah. him. He's leaving. Hurst will grab uh, the ape. Ape form actually has a throwing attack. Yeah. So Hurst will grab the dwarf body. The halfling's body. Yeah, the halfling's oh. body. And just peg it at someone who, like, insulted them earlier in the thing. You easily just, like, woof. You easily pick this idiot eating popcorn yeah. who's like three three rows back. Yeah. You just hurl the halfling at him. <laughs> this, is, this this just starts a whole thing. <laughs> Yagra takes your cue and Yagra on the bleachers herself right. just like just picks up a, a poor random gnome <laughs> by the beard and just starts swinging around <laughs> her, swinging him around her head and then just basically just swings this poor gnome into someone else next to us. Riot! More blood! And then that's it. The crowd's and the the Xanathar stops, turns around, good, <laughs> and then cuts back. That's great. Uh, so then, <laughs> that was it. okay, so uh, Druid, Druid is going to maul one of the intellective arrows. Okay. Like the Panther versus an intellective arrow is a very fun fight. No, leaping onto the intellective arrow, she like lashes out and she just tears it to shreds. They yeah. have like eleven hit points, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean they're dangerous, but they're like, they're, they're fragile. Uh, so she just tears it apart. This brain pops like a ripe grapefruit. That is then going to be next mm-hmm. turn. Actually, now I'm just walking forward to him. He's walking like up. a show of contempt, just walking towards him. Hey, sucker. Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. Yeah, that's the roll I wanted. Yeah. Uh, so what is 27 that? damage. Well, now he knows what it's like to have his brain destroyed. <laughs> As your crossbow bolt goes directly between its eyes. It, it doesn't fall over completely because it's still entangled, but it kind of slumps in the web like a demented dead marionette. That is then going to be the intellect of Arrow's turn, who is going to, once again, try to break free and fail. And then Davna is going to look around and then become her elf form and hold her hands up and say, Darling, you couldn't. Please. Ooh. I surrender. Ooh. It's still me. Mm. There's still some of me left. And then that's going to be... Uh, the bugbear needs to make a save. Yeah. Oh, the bugbear. I thought the bugbear had already broken out. No. No, nope. oh, for the hideous laughter. The bugbear is still okay. laughing. Oh, like yeah, it's a fair point. The bugbear is still yes. laughing like an idiot. Jez. Jez is actually going to level a crossbow bolt at Daphna mm-hmm. and say, I don't think so. And that is going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit. 9, 10, 11, 12, 17, 16, 17 damage. Great. So it's like, darling, I truly think that... And your crossbow bolt enters her, and she dies. Good. Very well done, indeed. That is then going to be Lyle's turn. All right. Is there only one intellect devourer left? So one intellect devourer and a giggling bugbear. Bugbear's going to have to be dealt with at some point. Turn across crossbow... Actually, no. Uh, using Sacred Flame... 
on bugbear. Okay. Uh, for seven points of radiant damage. Okay, so the radiant damage hits the bugbear. Oh, it does need to make a save, sorry. And then is going to take seven damage and then make a saving throw. Stops laughing and is still entangled in the webbing. The bugbear just looks up and looks very, very confused indeed. That is then going to be the druid's turn. The druid is going to pounce upon the other intellect devourer. And with, I mean, possible. Three, possibly the bugbear is dominated. Attacks. So she, t- she tears the last intellect devourer apart once again. Just, you know, slice, slice, bite. Rips, rips it apart. Once again, the brain pops like a ripe grapefruit. That is then going to be Nick's turn. Does the bugbear look like, what am I doing here? Can a I... little bit. It looks a little bit confused. All right, I'll take a gamble. You do you. <laughs> I will, I will. You there, bugbear. You look a bit confused. You've been dominated, perhaps, by the squid fellow who's now dead. So the bugbear drops its flail. Oh. Drops his flail and says, Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. I've just been dominated. I don't um, really, I don't really. I'll just point at the uh, portal. I just, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't without the, but you could. Is he telling the truth? I'll inside him. Yeah. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh, 23. You don't think he's telling the truth, but you think he's perfectly willing to, in, in the sense he that he wasn't dominated, but he definitely wants to surrender. He's not lying about that. Uh, just, listen, I, I'd like to... I ha- honestly, I hate working here. It's <laughs> so weird. I will take the necklace off. He says you could use that to point to Nihilor's one. He yeah. says... You can use this to teleport to any pillar in the lair. Alright, I'll take it. Activate the pillar. Tell him to go through it. You don't need another one. Can I use this to leave? No, we'll let you leave. I can activate and kick him through, can't I? You can, yeah. We'll keep him. Go through there. Kill every... Kill kill everyone you find on the other side, then fuck on out of this city. Yes, sir. (laughs) So with that... So you you open the portal back to the alchemist's yeah. lair. He disappears through. Close it. Close it. So and then I will walk up, draw my sword out, and hack Nihilor's body to pieces. Okay. Just in an absolute mm, frenzy. <laughs> Cut him free, stamp on him, cut him just to pieces. And so we fade away for today as Nick is hacking apart in vengeful fury the Mind Flayer. And then we, the camera cuts back to the arena and you can just sort of see Felrect is there sipping whiskey from a hip flask that he had. He offers he offers you some Hurst. Uh, Hurst is still an ape. As he watches the chaos Hurst the is crowds. still an ape form. So it's like... Yeah, he's the like having a thin bowl of whiskey. <laughs> so he looks around and says, you know what, this, this really could not have gone better. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, I can't communicate. I can't, well, I can't speak. He's like, you can yeah, sign. Hey, excuse yes. me. Clumsily. Izzy makes like a single grabby hand. Okay. Excuse me. Oh, Izzy, Izzy, he leans down and gives you she a whisk glass of warm milk. Has <laughs> it up day. for quite a while. <laughs> Tips it up, Izzy downs the rest of it. And so there, I think, is a beautiful place to leave it for now. We'll right. pick this up next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. And see Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.